everyone. Welcome to 10 Minute Money. I am your host, John Dyer, and as always, I'm here with Paul Erickson. Paul and I are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Royal Oak, Michigan. And today we're going to talk about the Schwab merger and also uh, the state of the economy. How are you doing, Paul? Yeah, great, John. Yeah, it's been a busy few weeks here with this conversion from TD Ameritrade to Charles Schwab. Yes, very busy for us. I'm sure even more busy for the good people working at TD and Schwab Yeah, behind the scenes. That's for moving sure. Moving all the accounts. How many accounts did you say moved from TD to well, Schwab? Well, it was $1.3 trillion rolled from TD Ameritrade to Charles Schwab. Making Charles Schwab the biggest investment bank in the world now. Yeah, I mean, uh, for sure, in terms of registered investment advisors and fiduciaries, yeah, no doubt. I mean, they're they're the largest. That happened over Labor Day weekend, and I'm sure a lot of you listening, being our clients, went through the merger with us. We appreciate everybody's patience with this. You know, there's been a, li- a few hiccups along the way, but right. I think it's gone pretty smoothly. Yeah. What do you think? I, I want to talk about the pros and cons a little bit, but what do you think are the cons of the conversion so far? The biggest con for me is uh, everyone that had, and I'm sure for a lot of you listening, uh, when when husband and wife has an online account, yeah, and the way it works is you can only see your accounts. Right. Every, your accounts are linked to your social security number, but there's a way that uh, we can give access to husband and wife to see all the accounts. Right. So we we had uh, so so to grant access, it's a form to sign. No big deal. Uh, we've done that throughout the years, but that didn't transfer over. Right. We didn't see that coming. So we we've, did not. we've had a lot of phone calls and had to do a lot of maintenance with that. Yeah. So the form is a is a little cumbersome, but we're we're getting through that now. What do you think? I think that's the biggest pain point. Yeah. Do you think I, there's anything else? That has been one of them. I, I've had a number of clients that are used to seeing, you know, their spouse's accounts and then they couldn't. So we've had to sort of realign that. Uh, the other, I think just going through any kind of change when it involves finances, it adds a little bit of stress. Just going from the TD Ameritrade online, uh, the mobile app to the Schwab app. I mean, it's it's a little stressful. I was looking every day over Labor Day weekend And I called Schwab a few times to make sure it was happening correctly. And so there was a little anxiety. Anytime you go through a change in life, I think there's anxiety in there. Right. And I know that same thing happened with a few of you logging in. And I went in together with some of you over the weekend. And there was $2,000 in an account that should have maybe 200,000 in it and right. it is it makes you anxious logging in on Tuesday morning September 5th right. they said everything was going to be here everything it, was here it was there yeah yeah so Tuesday morning i felt much better monday afternoon and monday night when i was trying to log in and do things i've never been so excited to get into work after a holiday weekend <laughs> <laughs> to see what right to, I know. to check on everything it's new and, it's so, new yeah the other, the other hard part about this, I think, is just for you and I to learn a whole new tech system because 
I could do trades. I could trade 50 stocks in two minutes at TD Ameritrade. Now I feel a little slower at Schwab. And it's going to take me a while to get the familiarity with the trading systems and the tech systems and things like that. But I am pretty impressed with the technology so far. I have to say it looks to me like there's more offerings. So let's talk about some of the positives or the pros. The tech seems to be better. The online app seems to be better. Yeah. You mentioned that we could scan a check into right. the accounts now. Through you, your through your phone. Through the online mobile app. I just signed up for that today, and so I'm hoping that's approved tomorrow. But it was just a button on the mobile app to accept online deposits. So I think that that is that's an advantage from TD Ameritrade. I agree. You know, and also just playing around with the mobile app in the last few days, there is some more research on there, which I love reading some of that stock research. And so you can click on the positions, click on the stock, and down below you have a lot more research and information and charts than I had at TD Ameritrade's mobile app. You mentioned this. We kind of were talking about this before the podcast. When you bring two great organizations together like this, just the amount of research that we have at our fingertips now it's not just one firm, it's two firms right. into one. There's just so much there that we have that we didn't before. Right. I haven't mentioned this to you yet, but when I looked at, I just looked at Apple stock because I own Apple. A lot of our clients own it. I think it's a wonderful company. But I'm reading some of the research on the mobile app and then it had a button to look at when the next dividend payment is coming. And you can see all four dividend payments for the year and the date that it's payable and how much it's going to be, which I didn't have that at TD Ameritrade. I have to go. I would have to go look up dividend payout dates. Now it's one button. That's really cool. Yeah. The CEO of Schwab said they took the best of both worlds and combined it into this new company now, which is still Schwab, which is Schwab, but... They took the best technology from each company. Like the, There's a trading platform that we use called iRebel uh, that we used at TD that they kept. Typically, when you get a merger like this, the firm that comes in, just ha- have, they all have to adapt to the new uh, firm. Right. But there, there are some things that they, they kept the same. It is a learning curve for us and, and in our team. So our team came over. We have a team... Uh, that that is at Schwab that was at TD Ameritrade a dedicated team that helps us with any issues we may have with with uh, client accounts they came over with us from TD right. to Schwab and when we call them they help us with issues and they're learning too they're learning at the same time and they are very helpful when we need something I've had nothing but positive experiences over the last few days talking to these customer service reps. Yeah, they're great. They they don't give you a service number. They take care of whatever issue you have right then and there before you get off the phone, even if it takes a half hour. Right. Yeah. You know what? On that note, I was talking to a rep today, and he said, make sure your clients and Everybody knows that they will be receiving 
two 1099s around tax time. One 1099 from TD Ameritrade, who really, for institutional, for our clients, doesn't exist anymore. And a second 1099 from Charles Schwab, which I thought, that he didn't have to tell me that. And I haven't really thought about it. I, you know, it makes sense. So you'll have one for about nine months out of the year. And then you'll have a 1099 for the other few months. So yeah. there will be two 1099s this year around tax time. Don't throw them away. I mean, it'll say tax document 2023 and keep them. But they're trying to be helpful. Yeah. You know, besides the technology, and there are some, I'm not a huge proprietary trading product person, but Schwab does have a lot of ETFs and mutual funds, and they're trying to come up with products that are good for people. Uh, You know, I think what made Schwab so famous back in the 70s and 80s, where they were, they tried to be a really low cost provider to sort of the mom and pops and, you know, some some of the regular people in the world. They wanted them to get invested. And Schwab was the first one ever to go no-cost trading in terms of a big brokerage firm. Yeah. Like no trading fees. Yeah. So <clears throat> I do think as a fiduciary, they are making some good decisions. That zero brokerage fees, that pushed the stock of TD Ameritrade down yeah. to a point to where they could purchase them. I know. So that actually played in their favor to I know. And yeah, purchase I, TD Ameritrade. Yeah, I'll never forget that day watching the stock plummet. And yeah. being with TD Ameritrade over 13 years, I love the company. I thought it was wonderful. Uh, but, you know, we have a, we've got a new, a new custodian and... Hopefully, it'll be a, a wonderful relationship with them. So I've got one more pro and con before we move on. Yeah. One pro, going to the proprietary in investments, their money market account oh, yeah. is over 5% right yeah. now. Yeah, it's a big money market. Which we've market. been using a lot for we have. all you know our clients. Pretty much, say most of our clients are probably using that now. We didn't have access to that before. Right, yeah, but 5.2% is great. I mean, if, if anybody has questions that's listening... You know, give us a call, give us a shout, but yeah, we'd love to talk about that money market. It's a Schwab value money market. Right. That's that's a good one. Uh, that's a pro. That uh, is a great pro. Yeah. Uh, one con that we've kind of run into that may affect some of you out there is the speed at which you get your money. We think that yes. So typically in our industry, there's a there's a two to three day settlement on cash before we can send it to you. Uh, TD Ameritrade uh, kind of had a separate house account where we could just send money the same day when we had to make a sale of a security and send you money. Now we have to wait a couple days. So that that is that's a that's a negative for some people. Right. Like if, if we need money right away, it may take a couple of days. But we you know we appreciate everyone's patience on that one. Yeah, that's a good point. I I still want to do a little more investigation and see if there's any exceptions or something, but. Yeah, you're we, right. It does seem like it, they're going to wait for full settlement on that. Yeah, so just something that we may have to deal with. Other than that, getting into this market today, I'm looking at the uh, the Dow and S and P are slightly up today. Right, but we've had we've had a rough run here the last. Yeah, month, I month felt. And a half. Yeah, I felt like the the first two weeks in August were really down. In the last two weeks, the market started coming back up. In the last few days, we've had some down days. 
You know, it's it sometimes I think when you're entering a new bull market, you have things like this where you have these drawdowns and a five to 10 percent drawdown a year is actually pretty normal for the market. That happens almost every year like clockwork. And, and we're sort of in the middle of a market correction, whatever you want to call it. And I'm not sure if it's because of the potential UAW strike that's coming up or some of the issues that are still going on in Ukraine and China, cutting their rates. Uh, but I do think we're in the middle of a correction right now. September and October, historically, that's when corrections happen. Yeah, historically, September is one of your worst months of the year right. for market performance. Yep. And then November and December, once these you know, third and fourth quarter estimates start coming out, it usually those are some of the two best months out of the year. Right. You get you get numbers in from Christmas sales and the typical Santa Claus rally where a lot of these institutional investors will buy the winning stocks for the year if they don't have them in your their portfolio. Right. And it'll drive up the market too. Yeah. So there's right. a lot of factors that kind of play into that being a good month in December. Right. Yeah, and I think a lot of people still react to fear and greed. And when they see the market falling, people want to get out. But that is not the right approach. It's so hard to keep long-term goals in mind when you go through turbulent times. It's human nature when you see your account dropping. Oh my gosh, I got to do something. But typically, some of the best courses of action is to just hold and ride through those pullbacks in the market. If you want to get to that ultimate goal, you have to be able to tolerate these kind of swings. Yeah, especially like for us, for us and a lot of our clients, we own dividend paying stocks. Those dividends are reinvesting, actually buying more shares when the market's down. So you're actually buying low when the market's down, owning a dividend stock and reinvesting. So when you come out of it, you're, you're you're doing pretty well for yourself. And uh, fun fact, when do you know Warren Buffett made most of his money after the age of 60? Yeah, incredible. And it's just because of the buy and hold and compounding interest. And I mean, he made a lot of really good investments too, but yeah, he's a freak of nature, really. I mean, he's the best investor I've ever read and heard, and it's all going to charity essentially, right? All of it will be going to charity when he passes away. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah, so I do think having some perspective when you're in a correction helps because you, you really should be able to hold and tolerate these 5 and 10% corrections. Uh, and if you really can't, you need to call your advisor and have a conversation. And it's a great time to hold some money market and CDs. Uh, but to really hit those long-term retirement goals, you got to be able to tolerate it and just own high-quality blue-chip dividend growth stocks. So do you think from here on out, rest of the year, where are we at? And what do you think of, like, this kind of ties into it. I th- I mean, we kind of talked about this, Jay Powell raising right. interest rates. That's a good point. Yeah. Or, or is he going to stop raising interest yeah. rates? Yeah, so I think it's, we are, it's a 75% probability that he's done raising rates. If inflation keeps coming down, 
and unemployment rises a little more, I think that's what he keeps calling the soft landing. They just raised, what, late July. I think they did another quarter point. And I think there's a high probability that we will pause in this next one. Uh, it'll be later this month. It'll be like the third or fourth week in September that we have another rate rise potential. I think he could say, this is it. We are done. We're going to pause and wait as long as those inflation numbers keep trending lower, which they have been trending lower, which is good news for everybody if inflation is coming down. Yeah, inflation year over year is about 4% now. Last year this time it was, what, 8 9%? Yeah, 8 or 9 Yeah, and really we wanna, high. We want to get below 3 really. We want to be... They they originally said they want to target three, but really they want to be at like two and a half. That's kind of where it historically has been. Right. Yeah. If he did say he wants to target three, I think the market would love it. And if you know the the dollar has weakened, that's always good for the stock market. If we don't have any more rate rising in the in the near future, the market will like that. If the dollar continues to weaken, the market will like that, and we could end up in a rally mode November and December of this year. That would be great if yeah. that if that's the case. Yeah, and I agree. I, and yeah, I like what you said, that there's a high probability that that would happen. Anything else you want to No, add? just if you do have questions, you know, please feel free to call on the Schwab conversion, you know, on the portfolio on the market. You know, we love to meet with people around tax time and year end, go through some of those questions. I think it's important just to keep in mind if like what you mentioned earlier about if you do need cash out of your accounts or, you know, it, it might take a couple extra days now because Schwab is, is go, holding it till settlement. Right. Right. So thank you everybody for listening out there. We really appreciate everyone. Do we want uh, to give any shout-outs? Well, any, goal, any goal Lions ever. for the their, oh, yes. they're playing We're gonna shout out Kansas the City Chiefs. Dan Campbell. Tonight. Yeah, Royal Oak resident Dan Campbell. Yeah. So. Oh, and JJ and Angela. Thank you. little shout-out to our, uh, our listeners. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys all listening. Thanks again. And as always, this is for educational purposes only. See you next time. Thanks, John. Thanks, Paul. Thank you for joining John Dyer and Paul Erickson on this 10-Minute Money podcast. John and Paul are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Michigan, a fee-only RIA who specialize in helping their clients better understand their investments. If you watch the pennies, the dollars will come. 